Hi everybody, I'm Vitaly Kubula from Denver, from SK Slot. Enjoy your day, you're listening to Daniel Football Show. That's right, Sam. Professional footballer Vitaly Trebilia introducing us. Yep. That was a great day. <laughs> I'm still over the moon about it. Dare I say, close personal friend of the show, Vitaly Trebilia. Damn straight. Do we really have to talk about them winning a fucking title? Yes, we do. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way, looking down at his phone, incredibly pleased with himself, is my co-host, Sam Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Not bad. I just, uh, something from Facebook that was very funny, a friend of mine I went to school with um, shared something earlier, said once upon a time there was a competition and Flavor Flav was the grand prize. <laughs> you remember Flavor of Love? Yes, I do. Yeah. And uh, my comment on that was the fact that that existed at all is the perfect foreshadowing that 2020 was going to happen. Well, and, and, and I got d- a couple laugh reactions. D- dare I say this week, the cherry <laughs> got put on top of the 2020 shit Sunday. For you, yes, it did. <laughs> yep. Oh, we're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcasting platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, share with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Uh, Sure. We are very active on social media. It is at DU Football Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So make sure you check us out, DM us, talk to us. Uh, We'd love to have a, a good conversation and some banter back and forth. Uh, and then do you football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Uh, if you are listening to the show and you are not part of our Facebook group yet, you need to be part of our Facebook group. If you're not following us on Twitter or Instagram, please take that second and just hit the follow. All of those things help one another. It's all just kind of, it's cyclical. It all works together. You know, the more numbers you get, the more people pay attention. Sy- synergize. Yes, exactly. And a uh, little uh, shout out to... Uh, Got a few uh, messages on Twitter this week, uh, specifically for you, Sam, and for uh, how you opened the show last week, and a lot of people applauding you and awesome. uh, appreciating you taking the time and, and going with it. And I just told him I was very proud of my uh, co-host, and I just shut the fuck up and let him talk because that was the best thing I could do. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I appreciate that. Should be a popular opinion, I think. <laughs> um, I don't think I said anything controversial. Um but, uh, yeah, it's something that needs to be talked about needs to be stood up for. So um, a lot of idiots run around and don't adhere to that, and it's uh, pretty annoying. It's pretty simple. We have one rule, DBAC. Don't be a cunt. That's pretty easy. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. Well, I mean, I don't really work right now. But anyways, um, as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show the gin bandwagon is still a moving, Sammy. What are we drinking tonight? So we have vigilant district dry gin. Um, I don't. Is this this isn't made in DC, is it? This is. This is Joseph Bagnus. It is made in DC. Okay. Um, I Hench- didn't see it on the bottle for Hendrick, some reason. Hendrick the district tr- district dry. Well, that's why. Yeah, that's why I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, one of the uh, botanicals there, mm-hmm. Marion Berry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I never thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Bitch set me up. Yeah. Uh, 84 proof on this one. Um, it's got tarragon, marionberry, sumac, thyme, uh, and bergamot orange. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Very tart orange. Yep. Uh, so there you go. We have the fever tree elderflower and fever tree uh, citrus. Yep. You did two tonic waters in this one. That's pretty balanced, to be honest with you. I'm uh, 
very much enjoy it, <laughs> along with lime juice and chamomile bitters uh, used in this one. Mm-hmm. Precisely why I did it, because I had it without the elderflower at first, and I felt it was a little too tart. came off kind of like a limeade with no sugar in it, and mm. the quinine was really kind of overpowering it. Right. So I knew elderflower would give it a nice soft roundness to it, so that's why I went ahead and added the uh, elderflower tonic as well. There you go, 84 proof, and uh, you didn't tell me how much this cost. About thirty nine ninety nine. There you yeah, go. It's pretty much pretty much every craft gin is going to be thirty nine ninety nine to forty nine forty four ninety nine, pretty much across the board. Yep. So there you go. Excellent little cocktail on a nice hot uh, almost summer day. And I'd like to actually quote, it is summer. The solstice was three days ago, wasn't it? Um, hey Sam, why don't you look? Because I added a second line to this as well. Remember to say drink responsibly, you fucking tool. Seriously, how about you fucking remember to say it? And you still didn't remember to say it. Well done. Everybody remember to drink responsibly. Thank you so very much. All right, kids, let's have a good show. Let's do it. Like what I did there, didn't you? Yes. Because I knew you wouldn't fucking read it. Yep. It has finally happened. 30 long years of waiting. And what is the cherry on top of the pile of shit that is 2020? Liverpool are champions of England. Liverpool 4, Palace nil. Chelsea with the assist, 2-1 to one over Man City. Liverpool dominate their match uh, in uh, against Palace, and Chelsea help out with the assist to get them the uh, title. I think uh, the stat was tossed around that Palace didn't even have a touch in Liverpool's box. I have that written is down. That, yeah, that is ridiculous. That, that's, I mean, granted, Zaha went out very quickly with an injury right off to, st- to start the game, so... Just by dumb luck, Zaha would have probably gotten the ball inside the box at once. once. Yeah. The ball never went inside their defensive box. I mean, th- there's dominating a team, and then there is that. I mean, I, 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 I don't. It's insane. I, I'm not, I'm not going to drop to my knees and start sucking everybody's dick like everyone else is fucking doing and crowning them the greatest team of all time, but. That shows you what a fucking champion is right there. Oh, when yeah. you dominate a team that badly. And they might end up beating, probably, I think, beating Man City's 100 points. Yeah, I mean... It, and if they do, there really isn't a whole lot of arguing. No. You no. know, with that point total, it's astonishing. Yeah. They've been very good. They've been very, very good this season. In this game in particular, outshot Palace 21-3. to Overall, seven shots on target to Palace's none, obviously. Three quarters uh, of the possession uh, was with Liverpool during this game. Insanity. Trent Alexander-Arnold, sublime free kick. Mm -hmm. That was uh, on par with James Ward-Prowse's this weekend, if not better than... Yeah, both of them, just dirty-ass goals. Yep. Um, Couldn't really beat it. Fabino. You might as well call him Zeus because he would just dropped a thunderbolt, mm-hmm. um, almost ripped the net off the uh, off the upright, uh, which was absolutely insane. Um, there was a great camera angle too from right behind him mm-hmm. uh, in the replay that just you see the movement, <laughs> just the, you see the flames coming off the back of the just ball. Like, that's, not <laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah, I can't. You can't hit it any more perfectly than that. Sala scored. Fabinho uh, with the pass to Sala. Absolutely sublime. Mm-hmm. Showing a soft, deft little touch. A uh, little dink over the top. Sala ran on to. Great first touch. Sorted his feet out well uh, and scored. And then Sane with an excellent finish. But the through ball from Sala. You mean Sadio Mane? what I say? Said Sane. Oh, Sane's yeah, yeah. City. Sorry. I put them together. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I wrote Sane. That's weird. Um, Saido Mane, yes. you're correct. Thank you. Uh, sorry about that. But the the pass from Mo Salah oh, was, was a absolutely sublime as well. Um, took it completely in stride, and then a fine finish from him. Um, it was just, it was a delectable array of, uh, of goals to choose from uh, with this this wonderful smorgasbord of talent. It was kind of insane because. They really didn't look the part in the Merseyside Derby. I was going to say, and and it completely failed to impress in that game. I mean, do you, I do you credit Everton for slowing them down, or do you just say they had a bunch of cobwebs? I mean, um, it's, I mean, because Everton made them look ordinary when they, yeah. when they they made them look real ordinary. When I they think played. some of that is cobwebs. <clears throat> I think some of that is a derby and. 
nerves are high. Right. I think some of that is it's a derby that you're supposed to get up for, but getting up for it revolves around the atmosphere that didn't exist. Right. Is the other piece. Um, Hard to also get up for that game when you know you're not winning the title that with day. that game. Yeah. Where when you're playing Palace, you could go, all right, we know City's next game is Chelsea. We're going to we're going to go out there and make a statement, and then go. All right, city. Now you got to match it. Right. If you even want a hint of staying in this, now you got to match it. And city didn't. Correct. Yeah. So I think that's a that has a lot to do. I think it was a, a kind of a perfect storm of because the, the the derby for me in and of itself felt empty. It did. I mean, it was literally empty, but it it just felt empty. It, yeah. it, like the flame never actually got lit. You know what I mean? So I think that was part of it. It it looked like it should matter because it's a derby. Yeah. But there was nobody there to give a shit. It looked like it mattered more to Everton than it did to Liverpool. Yeah, hundred percent. It really did, especially because um, Everton had those couple of chances right at the end where you're just like, "Fuck me, they might nick this shit." You yeah. Know? Like, and it's I think they treated it more. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful to you. I think they no, kind of treated not. it more as a almost like a training game. Oh yeah. Just like let's and. It, with Salah being hurt, mm-hmm. you know, or, or not 100% at least, that kind of stuff. I think it was just more, let's go out, get our feet back under us, nobody pick up an injury. Don't fuck this up and lose it. Yeah. Exa- that's exactly how they looked in the derby. Yeah. And and then this. knowing knowing that Palace was coming, then this. able the- to just... And, and, and take the pal- shackles off. And a Palace team that, dare I say, has been a fucking bogey side for them. Yeah, definitely. Like, Over the last I, like two years or so, the, yeah. The last team to beat them in Anfield, Palace. Yep. The year that they, you know, the, the slip and fall. Christenbull was down 3 nothing in the 85th minute. Uh, Palace scores three goals to tie at 3-3, which ultimately sealed defeat for Liverpool for the title. I mean, Palace plays them very, very well. Palace gets up for the big teams. And they made Palace look like Norwich. Yeah. I mean, they whooped their ass. Yeah. Um, they've been lacking kind of that statement game. We talked about this before the break where... A lot were, of one nothing wins, a lot of unimpressive. Yeah. yeah. Having a bit of a bobble, and um, or what seemed to be a bobble for such a great season. And uh, they really turned the style on. I mean, Palace didn't stand a chance. No. I mean, Roy Hodgson looked like an Alzheimer's patient on the sidelines. <laughs> Just kind of paid, like, what do I do? Where am I? <laughs> It was terrible. <laughs> so moving on to the the, the next game, um, the fact that Chelsea beat City and and that secured the title for Liverpool is what everybody's talking about. Yep, that was a phenomenal fucking match. Probably one of the best matches of the fucking year. It was awesome. That it game definitely was the best one incredible. since. Yeah, it was definitely the best one overall <laughs> since um since it came back. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. by far. Uh, Christian Pulisic was awesome in that game as well. Um, oh, you're you're gonna sign. Timo Werner, great. I'm still in the starting 11. Yeah. Fuck you is exactly <laughs> what Christian yeah. Pulisic has said since the restart. 100%. <laughs> um, City had uh, 64.7% possession, to be exact. Yeah. Uh, managed just two shots on target, which is unlike them <laughs> in every sense of the word. Um, and typically, you would see somebody having good possession on Chelsea Chelsea, normally the defense folds and makes a mistake, and they just didn't really make any mistakes. Under Frank, yeah. Yeah. Um, But on the flip side, Chelsea were very efficient, so efficient that it was almost scary because now they're going to add one of the best goal scorers in Europe to their lineup next season. And they just added a playmaker from Ajax. Yep. The uh, the winger, I think he's Algerian. Uh, No, uh, Moroccan. He's Moroccan. Zayek, yeah. Yeah. Um, But they had 10 shots on target with just a third of the ball. Which was pretty insane. Um, Pulisic's goal was awesome, like I said. Oh, uh, gorgeous. Could, couldn't really beat it. Uh, was it De Bruyne? De Bruyne yeah, on the free kick. it was a free kick. That was also Nasty. excellent. A lot of excellent free kicks this week. Oh, this whole week that were was. That were absolutely brilliant. Um, and then the Brazilians took over. <laughs> <laughs> which was fun. Uh, Fernandinho with a very obvious handball. Uh, yeah, Fernandinho doing what I like to call his best, uh, David Luiz. Yeah. And getting a red card. <laughs> yeah. As I uh, uh, can't remember who shot the ball now. Willian, I think, mm-hmm. shot the ball originally. Yes. And Tammy Abraham put Fernandinho under pressure, uh, who just slapped the ball <laughs> away with his left hand. 
but he was he's an outfield player and you can't do that. No, you're not supposed to do um, that. Um so and you saw his face Did, when they were waiting for VAR. They have another Brazilian on the team that actually plays keeper. He's yeah, the one that's allowed about, to yeah, he can touch it with his hand. <laughs> not Fernandinho. Not Fernandinho. <laughs> and uh yeah, so um referee somehow missed it originally. Uh VAR caught it. Uh, of course, which which you would expect them to do. Right. Uh, Fernandinho was sent off, and William put the penalty away uh, brilliantly. Um, I would debate if it was Virgil Van Dyke that did it. They'd somehow explain that it was okay <laughs> that he did it. Well, that happened. Which what game that happened in? The Wolverhampton Wolves, game. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yep. But just it was it was a, a end to end stuff. Um, it was awesome, and and you know Liverpool are deserving winners this season. There's there's not. There's nothing you can say about them, you know, that that would lead me to believe that they don't deserve this title. Oh, I agree. They, it's they've they've they have been the most consistent and the best team the entire season. They definitely deserve to win the title. Absolutely, it was only a matter of time before it was going to happen. And I think it's exceptionally fitting in the year of wildfires, COVID, um, racism, and riots that don't um, forget Kobe. Yeah, that the, <laughs> Kobe dying like in the in the in the year that has been utter complete dog shit. That the Copites fucking win their title. And, you know, hey, the important thing is that they're really classy when they uh, celebrate as well, which is good, you know. <laughs> you know, lighting off fireworks at the, uh, you know, for, for some reason they're still concerned about little old fucking Everton. That they needed to go to the Everton uh, supporters building and shoot fireworks at it, you know, because it had blue lights on it. Because, you know, fuck them, you know. <laughs> Oh, oh, and oh, and then the Liverpool Echo, being being the stand up fucking organization that they are, uh, went ahead and blamed Everton for for them shooting fireworks at them. Yeah, fake news. Fake I news. I mean, they were their skirt was too short. They shouldn't have been wearing a hoodie. Yeah, clear, clearly Everton was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, next- I didn't see any of that. All I all I can, all I can say is. Um, you will be the same way Friday night, uh, <laughs> shooting fireworks off into the air when you shouldn't be. Um, so no, 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 no. I, I influence others to do it for me. <laughs> but uh, the so I, I really think this is the pot calling the kettle black here. Oh no, in my, in mm-hmm. my opinion. No, no, those those are uh, those are people who I happen to associate with take it upon themselves to shoot off fireworks, not me shooting off fireworks myself because. I know I'll blow my fucking hand off, so I stand the fuck back and let let the slightly stupid what they think of themselves are professionals do it, aka our boy Auburn, because he likes <laughs> yeah. to blow shit up. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's how he rolls. And uh, I will say there was one funny thing they did, and uh, Evertonians blew it out of proportion. A uh, few copites walked down to uh, Goodison. Now there was reports that they were spray painting the building. None of that fucking happened. Right. None of it happened. Uh, they came down to the building. They had a Liverpool flag. They draped it over Dixie Teen and stood in front of the. And, Damn. and somebody said, and then somebody said, "Oh, they defaced the the, uh, the statue." Everton came out immediately and said, "They hung a flag over it. Some red chipped off the flag onto the statue. It was we wiped it off and it was gone in five minutes. Get over it, <laughs> right? You just relax. <clears throat> well, after thirty years of pent up frustration, right, and seeing their their biggest rival in Manchester United have so many, right? Mm-hmm. And surpass them in overall title count throughout top flight history in England. Um, for them, it's just a lot of pent-up frustration, and they're going to take it out. You know, you're closer than Old Trafford. Yeah. So they had to come down and mess with you. Oh, and they were down um, in Center City. Did you see the debris and everything left over the next yeah. day? It was pretty bad. Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's copite behavior. It's what we expect. <laughs> so it's, you know... Uh, the mentality of this team is something to be admired as well. You look at making it to the final and what happened with Loris Karius in the Champions League two years ago, and then to get yourself back up for it, put on the challenge they did to City last year, a second ever highest point total, and they come second. Yeah. Because Man City set the pace and had the highest ever point total. Mm. And then... Hey, hey, credit where credit's due. They lost that at uh, Goodison Park. <laughs> and then, but to then get back to the Champions League final as well. Right. Win the damn thing. Then to get yourself up again this season and put on the performance. Like, they didn't miss a beat, you know? And it, it's it's a crazy thing in sports, man, when 
after you start winning a lot, it's sometimes hard to motivate a team. That's which is why you see the best teams always freshen up, bring new players in, mix the group up, sell, trade some people. Why would you let somebody like that go? Well, we need to freshen the group up and keep them hungry. Um, and they've they they've done it excellent uh, excellently with their kind of money ball thing they're they're doing up with the um, the uh, transfer round table. You know, which which isn't a normal thing in football, right? And uh, and they kind of brought it in. Now, obviously, they have more money than the Oakland Athletics did, but it's right. it's transfer by committee, right? You know, they look at all various aspects of sports science and statistics to see who is going to fit in to this style of football, and then ultimately, Jurgen Klopp looks at the players' temperament and says, "Yeah, go ahead, do it." So it, it's it's interesting model, something we haven't seen, and um, and they thoroughly deserve it. it it's annoying to me too. As much as I hold up the flag for Liverpool just to piss you off, right. I don't like them either. Right. So it's, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But uh Well, the you know what they weren't? They weren't undefeated. You're absolutely right. We still have that. You know what they didn't do? They didn't win a trouble. Man, you did that. Yep. They did they win it on the last day in the ninetieth minute? No. Were they five thousand to one? No. Nope. All the only way I would put them in the top five of the uh, best clubs is if they pass City's one hundred points. Their point total, yeah, you know, and and, and then City's point total falls out for me of yep. that top five. Um, but uh, the important thing to remember is is they've won as many titles now as Blackburn and Leicester. The chase for Europe and Champions League has gotten really tight, and it's really what it comes down to now is what teams actually want it. Leicester nil, Brighton nil, Spurs two, West Ham nil, Man U three, Sheffield nil, Wolves one, Bournemouth nil, Wolves one, Villa nil, Arsenal two, Southampton nil. Foxes are in trouble. Yes, they can't seem to score goals. Uh, other uh, other than against Villa, they they put the four on Villa right before yep. uh, the shutdown, and then the, they're doing shit right now. Yeah. Um, Vardy can't seem to get going. He looks very isolated. Um, there's a lot of distance between him and the midfield, and he doesn't have a strike partner up there with him to play off of. So it it doesn't look very good for them, to be honest, uh, uh, at the moment. What is it? Chelsea, I think, is one point behind them. Man U. And- yeah, so I just pulled it up. Chelsea's one point behind them, yes. They're, uh, Leicester's on 55, Chelsea 54, Wolves 52, but they have played a game more. Right. Um Manchester United at 49, only six points back. Uh, and then Tottenham on 45, Burnley on 45, and Arsenal on 44, 11 points back. I think they're probably safe from us, to be honest. We we were uh, saying we were saying before that there was one Champions League spot open, right? Oh, I'm there's sorry, two no, we're now. on 43, so 12 points back. Yeah, There's now two. There's two. Yeah. Third can be had. Now, granted, there could be three because City could end up having their ban, but that's let's just go off the notion of one through four get in. Uh, third is no longer locked, and in mm. fact, and in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea passed them. Me and, and their Chelsea f- and look then, very good right now. Yeah. Just in general, they look very good. They look great going out of COVID and coming back into COVID. They've looked fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> little uh, little happiness for you was uh, uh, Mopai, Mopai, right? Mope. Mope. Uh, missed, missed a penalty for you. Yeah, I know. Saw I'm, that. I'm sure you enjoyed that. I absolutely did. I believe I wrote down Neil Mope to take the penalty and have it quite comfortably saved. Poor penalty, and it couldn't have happened to a better person. Dick face. <coughs> oh, well said. I wrote dick face in my notes. Um, Spurs didn't look that great. Fortunately, West Ham just doesn't want to play football. West Ham's garbage. They're, they're terrible. West Ham's terrible. <laughs> well, we'll they're get into it. Good. We'll get into the bottom of the table a little bit more in the next segment, and we'll we'll talk about West Ham in a little bit there. But I mean, they they were horrific. Yeah, they they were really horrible. Horrible. Um, there was only six shots on target overall, so Spurs weren't much better, to be honest with you. Um, the players lack match sharpness. Harry Kane looks exhausted. I know he was injured going into the into the shutdown, so I don't know if he. Um, was able to really exercise, you know, as he was recovering. Right. But uh, he lo- when he scored, he just collapsed in a heap. Well, also, let's... Again. Let's, <laughs> let's face it, Harry doesn't play at, you know, 90%. He plays at 115% 
every single game. That's just the kind of yeah. And he, he is he is a go full throttle or do not play. That is, there is no in between with him as a player. Right. Uh, the other thing is difficult when you don't get enough oxygen because you're a fucking mouth breather. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Thomas Suchek, terribly unlucky with the own goal. Yeah. Didn't see it until late. Uh, tried to adjust his feet, but he zigged when he should have zagged. And um, and that was that. Ball in the back of the net. <laughs> what yep. you worried about? <laughs> yep. Um, so I, West Ham are just horrible. Spurs don't look much better at the moment, but they're they're eking out wins, and um, and it's going to be a tight race to that you know six seven eight, uh, eight spot because as I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second, <laughs> Sheffield United, um, Slipping. looked looked better at the weekend, but those first two games out, um, out from COVID don't don't first, look first three because you had the nil nil draw against uh, Villa as well in that. Well, yeah, those yeah. first two yeah. Premier League and games, and then but th- this, this weekend one. in the FA Cup, they looked a lot better against Arsenal. Oh yeah, looked like they were up for it. Um, but uh, ultimately, we came out with that win. Thank goodness. But uh, it just they they looked better as a unit um, than they did in those first two Premier League fixtures. I think uh, Tottenham has Sheffield here real soon. I'd like to see what Tottenham does against them. I know next Monday Tottenham have Everton. I'd like to see what Tottenham does against Everton because I have a feeling. You know, it's like they played they played well enough against Man U, but they did not look good against West Ham. And I'm not 100% sold. Like, I, I know Jose knows how to get wins, but it's still a little bit of a question mark. Uh, moving on to the Manchester United match. This is probably what we expected from Manchester United playing Sheffield. We figured it would probably be a big win for Man, Man U because they're not going to have the, their keeper in the net because he's committed to Manchester United. And you're missing one of your starting center backs in Egan due to the suspension. Stupidest rule, also by the <laughs> way, that a loaned player can't play against their parent club. Just have them play against your parent club. Just have them play against your parent club. The team that has them on loan is the one that pays their their wages. Right. Number one. So he should be playing on yeah, the field. The whole thing is about uh, gambling, betting. Right. Number one, and then like putting the fix in for your team that you're owned by. But why would a player do that <coughs> and risk? Being expelled from the game altogether. Right, precisely. Um, now, I, what I would say is, is it's exactly what we expected from Manchester United, but it's not what we expected probably from Anthony Martial with the hat trick, huh? That hat trick. First United player, here's a fun stat, uh, to nab a league hat trick since Robin Van Persie in 2013. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And n- nobody had a Premier League hat trick for Manchester United. Really? Isn't that insane? That is insane. Uh, part of it was Jose. And before him, Rashford would have gotten one. Yeah, exactly. Now they might have like in the Champions League or in the Europa League or something, but not in the Premier League. They they thought Rom would have gotten one. Like, yeah, I I was flabbergasted when I saw that. Um, But from the off in this game, Manchester United were dominant. Uh, The first was made by Rashford, um, sidestepping two defenders and hammered in a cross. All Martial had to do was stick a boot out and keep it low, which is exactly what he did. uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, another pacey cross. Martial did well to keep that one down because it did um, it did kind of bobble up right in front of him, but uh, he did well to keep that one down as well. Uh, nice, tidy little finish. And then um, a great flick from Bruno Fernandez. Martial to Rashford. Rashford with a lovely ball back to Martial. And then a sexy little dink over Simon Moore mm-hmm. um, to, to round out. Probably the best goal of the lot. Man, you looks great. They they look like a team that I feel very confident in coming in fourth place and being in a Champions League. And again, Pogba and Bruno <laughs> playing together looked good. Yeah. Looked balanced. They were ready to go. He he may be staying. Mm-hmm. He hasn't hinted at anything I, that would well, say he wants to go. I don't go. know that anybody's going to have the money coming well, off of... Yeah, we to, mentioned to, that last yeah, to week. Bu- to buy him anyway. Madrid doesn't have $100 million to spend on him right nope. now. So I think he may know, hey, this is where I'm at this year. I might as well fucking, you know, shut the fuck up and play good football and, and do something here so that I know I can procure my future. Yep. Yeah, probably exactly. the best can do. Uh, Wolves, really fucking tidy. Twice. Yeah. Um, they absolutely were. Uh, the game against Villa was hardly a classic. <coughs> oh, God, no. Was, uh, that was... Uh. And then 
I could have lived without that one, to be honest. Uh, you, Watching well, that was painful. You know the toughest part about that one, too? And we also all had to get up at fucking 7.30 in the morning to watch that fucking right. one, too. And the game against board with same, same thing. I said, uh, this is my exact notes I'm reading uh, from here. This definitely wasn't a classic. LOL. I'm really struggling to write things. These highlights suck. Very turgid and tedious. What a cross from Triore headed and finished by him and his. Yep. <laughs> Those were my notes. That yeah, was that, it. That little cross and header helped me hit my uh, bet. It did. And then that nice little pass from uh, Salah to Mane helped me uh, hit my bet. Yep. Good for How'd you. How'd your bet go? Did not go so well. Okay. I just wanted to check on that. Yep. Thanks. Um, something that I've been noticing is, particularly with Villa, they have been very content trying to create from midfield. Grealish keeps coming back and wanting the ball. Grealish isn't running into spaces and letting the people behind him get him the ball. Right, and some of the things, that, and that's exactly what he was doing when they were scoring goals in the beginning of the season, was he would occupy the, the space in between the lines in that number 10 role. Yep. And he's not he's coming deeper and deeper and deeper. And wider. I mean, he's yep. he's... His coming back isn't helping the team get forward, and nope. And they even went in that match with Samada and uh, Davis up top. They went with two strikers, so they went offensive. If ever there's a reason for him and McGinn and Hurahan, Hurahan, right? I always want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. Hurahan, right? yeah. Hurahan, right, Mel? Hourhan. Hourhan. Okay. And our hand. Our hand. Okay. I learned that. Okay. Very good. Um, ah, shit. Yeah, you got to do a shot of Malort there. I learned there. that. I corrected <laughs> him, and he hands me a freaking shot of Malort. Um, just all of all of those guys are playing so deep. They're not. They're just. They're forgetting that their job is to attack the goal, and and teams are going. Okay, well, why don't you sit outside the eighteen and pass the ball around and aimlessly put in a cross, and that's Wolves just went. Okay, I mean, we don't have to take the game to you. Right. We'll, we'll we'll get our goal. We know we will get our goal. And they did. And a, they did. A lovely ball from Jimenez. <laughs> uh, and great hold-up play by Johnny to get um, uh, Dendonker the ball. It was a, a, and then a fantastic strike, to be honest with you. Oh, are you videoing me for this? Yes, of course we're videoing uh, you for this. I mean, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Fortunately, all the other teams suck really bad around you. I mean, we can't score. Yeah, but nobody else <sighs> can either. But we haven't scored in like 10 games. In order to win this, we actually need to get the ball across the line. Now, I will say, first half, we looked pretty good. We were on top of it. We had some control. We just can't seem to keep it up the second half. Heard. That, and in my opinion, our manager just, gosh, he gives no confidence. No, but a win would take you up to 16th. Uh, Can we get a win? Schedule yeah, looks. I know. Well, that's what Sam, I'm saying. A, a like tie we will take the them up to seventeenth. Yeah, yep, but we need right. to. If we want to stay in the Premier League, we need to score goals. Um, we'll, like I said, we're going to talk about it more in the last segment. So, but go ahead. Yeah. There, um, Dean, I didn't like your shorts. Uh, so fuck your shorts and up the villa. Yeah, our coach was wearing shorts and a polo shirt for one of the games. Nice. And she's apparently gotten used to fucking Malord again. Yep. Not even just a face like this time. Nope. <laughs> I'm bitter. I'm just bitter at watching them. I'm bitter that you guys made me fall in love with the club <laughs> and get committed for me to watch for an hour to lose or for a tie-tie, and I got excited about a 0-0 tie. And I looked at Sam and go, this whole season, I can remember one moment where I was super fucking jazzed, and that was that 90 that 90 the minute 2-1 goal. win over yeah. Watford yeah. where they that scored I in the 90th minute. screamed and danced minute. around the house. So is that what this whole experiment is about? Yeah. One little moment and all and of that. this. That's what keeps you coming back. Man. It's and like, it's like playing golf. Yeah. It's like playing golf. Those six shots for us amateurs that only get to golf once a month or whatever. Mm. It's those six shots you hit during the day that keep you back. coming back. On oh, the beauty of golf, too, is we'll talk about that now because we were watching this game while playing around the golf. We were. <laughs> Your boys, Arsenal, won 2-0. Uh, yes. And uh, order is restored. I have finally beaten you again after you beating me the last couple of rounds of golf we've played. Yes, that so, happened. The world's a better place. Absolutely correct. Um, no, wonderful, wonderful game here um, for us. Uh, red card to Southampton and mm-hmm. that we immediately made them pay. 
Um, Lacazette struck straight into the wall, and then a fantastic follow-up effort beat the wall, and McCarthy could only palm it away. Joe Willick following in uh, and and finishing that off. Um, and Martinez wasn't really uh, tested at all, Emiliano, uh, or a goalkeeper. But the couple of times he was called on, he was equal to it. Um, Emmer, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, drew the foul that Jack Stevens got sent <laughs> off for. And um, McCarthy, at big-time fault for the first goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just kind of passed the ball to Eddie and Ketia. Yeah, said here, go ahead, take yeah, a shot. Who just well, he just ran right past him and then tapped the ball in the back of the net. Yep, because uh, McCarthy was right around the eighteen. Yep, delayed way too long and <laughs> tried to play a very ill-advised pass. <laughs> no, I insist you have the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and Eddie said thank you very much and uh, just tucked it home. Yep, um, good for the young lad to score, of course. A good good response from uh, Arsenal and that coupled with the FA Cup this week weekend as yeah. well. That's that is. You needed to see that because that tells you, at least for me, looking at your club from an outsider's perspective, that tells me um, Arteta's got this. Arteta's going to fucking whip some asses into shape, and there are going to be people that play for him, and those who don't want to play for him will not fucking be there much longer. Yep, absolutely. You know, pretty simple. (coughs) Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Everton won, Norwich nil. Newcastle 1, Villa 1, Burnley 1, Watford 0, Southampton 3, Watford 1, Crystal Palace 0, Burnley 1. Um, not really much to say about the uh, Everton match. Norwich is clearly going down. Um, they didn't even start Pookie or Cantwell um, in this yeah. match. Uh, Carlo has the Toffees playing professional football with a ton of injuries, like with a shoestring. He's got him playing professional football, and... He must have had a come to Jesus moment with uh, fucking Gilfy because Gilfy completely changed the game in the second half when he was subbed on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just provided that extra little bit of vision and yep. uh, and creativity that they that Everton needed. Um, you did get off to a bit of a slow spart, uh, uh, start, in my opinion, um, but you grew into the game and then really asserted yourself, started <laughs> to dominate. Um, but it, it was a little odd. Took a Michael Keane header from a Dinier corner to seal the victory. Uh, but really, I mean, from the off, the uh, the result. Wasn't in much doubt. Yeah, to be Rich, fair, uh, Richie didn't have a particularly good game. He uh-uh. seemed a little out of it. Yep. Um, uh, Awobi played very well. Awobi played very, very well. And like I said, Gilfie impacted the game because I think uh, Davies is just Davies and Gomez is not the right partnership in the middle. Um, Davies still has a lot to learn about playing central midfield. But they, they play the same position, in my yeah. opinion. They're both they, box they to do. box guys. They do, and um, so it, it kind of <laughs> unbalances that midfield. You know, they both make the same. It's almost like the Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard problem that England used to run into, where they play the same fucking position. So they make the same runs. They think the same. Their movement's too similar. They get in each other's way. Um, And I think that happens with Davies and uh, and Gomez. Yeah, at uh, halftime when uh, they brought in Gilfie for Davies, uh, Gilfie actually played on the outside. They moved uh, Awobi in as a 10 behind the two strikers, and... And Gilfie stayed on the outside, and Bernard stayed on the other outside, and Gomez seemed to handle the middle just fine and played a little deeper and played a little more defensive-minded. I mean, he's not the best defender in the world, but he at least did the job. And right. you know, like I said, professional professional team played professional football and got a one well, they, nothing they win. Were, they were going to have to do that, too, because Gilfie will not track back. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So no. they can't have – they couldn't miss that in the middle. <laughs> well, Awobi, if nothing else, will always work hard. Right. So – so um, I wrote these notes before the Burnley Palace game, but I kind of kind of lumping all these games together because, frankly, I mean, we could talk about the Ward Prowse, you know, free kick, which was a dandy. But oh. I mean, there's not a ton to talk about within these games. No, for one the of most the part. one of the um, Danny Ings goals was excellent. Yeah, yeah. But, but other than that, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't even what to be honest. You want me to be honest? Yeah. I didn't even watch today's game or highlights. Oh, it was couldn't it be bothered. Was, it was all Burnley. <laughs> it was all Burnley. Yeah, um, couldn't be bothered. Yeah, and they, they got the one goal, <laughs> but it was all Burnley. Uh, one thing they did very interesting. Uh, Sounding like me now when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwight McNeil was playing uh, the number 10 behind uh, uh, Verdes, is it? That's the uh, that's the new sh- the, the striker that's filling yeah, in. Yeah, something the, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's pretty easy. Newcastle, Southampton. I wrote Burnley and Brighton are clearly safe and clearly seen out the season. Well, Burnley now finds themselves in eighth place, so... I take I retract that, but then I move Palace into that because, like, 
I would have thought Palace was going to try to get a top 10 finish and you would have thought they would have came out and showed a little more life than they did today against Burnley, especially after the way they got dispatched by Liverpool. You would have thought they would have been like, again, so, veteran so team, yeah. we're going to show something. Absolutely. We still yeah. got a chance at a top 10 finish. And we're going to fucking take it. And they didn't. I yeah. mean, they looked abject at best. I was checking the score during work and listened to it a little <laughs> bit on uh, on uh, on XM, but it was just, it was so turgid. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> So I couldn't do it, and it's Matej Vidra. Vidra, is the, thank you, is thank the you, striker. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I knew it was V Y. I just couldn't yeah. remember the exact pronunciation no, of the name. Good. You're good. So here's the bigger thing: we we can pretty much acknowledge those teams are just you know they're seeing out the season. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Everton, really, we're gonna find out who Everton is. I, I it's funny we said before COVID that we were gonna find out who Everton was when they played those four big games against the four big clubs. Well, now we're gonna find out who Everton is because. It's Tottenham, it's it's Wolves, and it's uh, um, Sheffield who they have coming up, and those those games will say something about what Everton if Everton could still have a chance at Europe. It's not an impossibility. Right. I don't think it'll happen, but it's not an impossibility. Yep. And will they just go fall into that group of seeing out the season, like you know, go and lose to Leicester and go and lose to Spurs, and then they'll just probably see out the season. Yep, right. Definitely. Now here's the big one. Villa, Watford, Bournemouth, and West Ham. Does any of these teams actually want to fucking stay up? It doesn't look like it, does it? <clears throat> this is the exact opposite of what normally happens mm-hmm. with the teams in the bottom. Villa beats Wolves. Cherries beat Wolves. Fucking West Ham pulls off an upset against Tottenham. None of this is happening. Nope. Watford. Villa didn't be Wolves, clearly. Watford shows up to play fucking Southampton instead of just being completely apt. Like, this is the exact opposite of every single year of Premier League football I have ever watched. The yeah. teams at the bottom play like their life is on the line and they're about to die. And they play with this urgency and they pull off these major upsets and none of it is ha- like none of them are winning. Yeah. The highlight is two Villa draws, Newcastle and Setfield. That's that's the highlight. Woo! Right. That's the highlight of these four teams right now. Absolutely. You normally see, like you said, a lot more heart, a lot more, even just, even if you lose, showing something, showing the fight and desire to stay up. It's like all of them are resigned to going down and no one wants to grab that last spot to stay up. It's, I think one fucking point is going to decide. Like I think it's possible. Some, I think somebody's going to get a draw, and that's going to get him out of the bottom well, as and a, put somebody yeah. else in the bottom. As of right now, it's goal difference. It's separating 17, 18, 19. Right. And, and with Villa's, what I worry about and, for Villa is they have three more of the top six clubs to play, mm-hmm. and they could get a lot of goals scored against them. Right. And which uh, is, and that which could ultimately send them down. Which. If this was any other normal year, we would go, oh, this next weekend, Villa plays Liverpool. Liverpool is going to be hungover from winning the title. Villa is going to know they almost nicked one from them during the season. Villa is going to come out and play this like their lives, like it was the last day on earth. I see one player on Villa. I feel like Liverpool is going to kick the ever-loving shit out of Villa. I see one player on Villa playing that way, and it's Jack Grealish. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the talent to back him up. He's making opportunities. God, there was that one. I can't remember which game it was, but he got control of the ball, and he was zipping, and they were passing, and it was great, and he gets it over there, and he passes it to the guy in the middle who fucking flubs it every time. I think it was probably Davis that did that. Well, And you and, were even commenting when we were watching the game. Well, and the problem there, too, was... they were was, all just passing it around, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Grealish oh. is coming back to midfield to collect the ball, and Grealish does not need to be... If, if you're in the attacking half of the field... Grealish needs to be around 35, 30 yards out yep. receiving the ball from he's the defensive midfielder. He's trying to be everywhere because he seems to be the only one. Only one that gives a shit. Yeah. Even Mings seems like he's kind of held back a little bit and is going the extra. And fucking Orjan with his ridiculous mistake that was amateur hour was, thank God it didn't get a goal scored on him with uh, yeah, where he the threw throw. the ball out yeah. and yep. it didn't. That was ridiculous. Like, it, <laughs> Oh, it's it's so frustrating but, to watch. I've seen y'all's you, DU team play with more passion and heart than Villa's <laughs> been playing. Yeah, but, that's why I'm so 
freaking blase right now. But answer me this question. Okay, we're saying that about Villa. Where do you see West Ham getting any points the rest of the fucking season? Don't. Where do you see Watford getting any points the rest of the fucking season? Where do you see Bournemouth getting any points the rest of the season? Definitely not. Do you think any of them fucking care? No. It doesn't appear to be the case. I'm baffled by I'm fucking baffled by it. The whole thing's wild. I've never seen anything like it. You're absolutely right. And normally the relegation battle is the most exciting of all of the battles. It should have been the second segment of the show, but they did shit games, so I made yep. it oh so that happened. Well, now I the, should never have to put that in oh the, so that happened. The one thing before we move on that I did want to mention, um, do you remember Jefferson Lerma's own goal against Arsenal last season? That was a bullet. Yes. That was outdone by uh, Benderek. <laughs> <laughs> what a touch. <laughs> To beat his own keeper yeah, against Watford. Problem. Wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. touch. <laughs> what a touch. It was oh, that was fantastic. That was absolutely the pick of the lot in that game for goals. And it was scored on his own. And Watford showed absolutely fucking nothing. Showed yeah. nothing. Southampton scored all four of those goals in a 3-1 win. Yeah. It was absolutely pitiful. Fucking and, horrible. And I'm worried that the relegation battle <laughs> might be a, a little bit of a damp squid this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's I mean, frankly, for for those of us who we know our season's over, we know kind of where we stand. You turn your attention towards the the the, the drop bottom. zone. Yep, like that's entertaining. That's really entertaining. I mean, that's what we talked about all last season, and it was entertaining as shit. Absolutely, it was great. Came down to the wire. It was fun to fucking watch. This is going to come down to the wire, but nobody looks like they want it. As you said, they're not mm. playing with any harder desire. And then the other thing, so I, I think if you really want the battle this year, if you really want the drama and excitement, and even that's inconsistent, you're going to have to look at 4th through 10th, 11th. Yeah. And it's that chase for those European spots. Yeah. And then, you know, f- uh, uh, fix your eyes on the court for arbitration of sport in Switzerland. Yeah. It's, it's, and see what happens with City. That's going to be more exciting than the relegation battle. It's Arsenal and Everton with outside chances. It's definitely we see Sheffield fading, but they could possibly recover. Um, Manu on fire, Wolves on fire, Tottenham a question mark, Chelsea seems to be okay, but fucking Leicester is failing. And it's just, I, I mean, that's going to be what we're going to have to watch is is that. And frankly, that's going to get probably figured out pretty quickly too as that, a lot of those teams, you guys and Wolves play each other coming up. So The, the only chance you have really, especially with like Villa playing, having to play Liverpool, us having to play Liverpool, is <coughs> you hope they win as many as possible, surpass that point total, then they just throw in squad members to so they can get a, a medal. Yeah. Villa has proven they can beat Liverpool's kids. That Something they Everton couldn't do. Precisely. <laughs> it's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Sam, exactly one part of your four-part parlay hit. Uh, last time I checked, bookies don't pay out on quarter-correct bets, do they? No, they do All not. Right. So you now find yourself down... $2,347 because you bet two fifty. Yep. on it last week because you were convinced it was going to get there. So what do we got going into the uh, Dort Spirect Cup? Uh, time to sell my mattress. Time to sell your mattress. <laughs> and I <laughs> sold that mattress for the cool 300 that I'm going to put on this week's bet. Ah, perfect. Because uh, three- I was going to say, can you just pick something logical and simple? It is logical. It's not simple. Uh-huh. Manchester United to win. Arsenal to win. Everton to win, Chelsea to win. Four-part parlay for 300 That uh, is plus 845 on a $100 bet. So 300 bucks would turn me back twenty-five thirty-five, dollars uh, And this has a very good chance of happening because, mm-hmm. because, and this is where logic comes into play. Arsenal have Norwich. Manchester United have Brighton. Everton have Leicester. This is the scary one. This right. is where the odds really got kicked up. Right. Uh, and then Chelsea's got West Ham. So three of those, you'd think, are pretty much guaranteed to come in. Because even Arsenal can't fuck up against North City, right? When we do... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. When we do... Not. Pre- when we do prediction time later... Um, when we, when, not prediction time. When we do uh, injury time and talk yeah. about the games, I have a feeling we'll have a pretty lengthy discussion about Everton Leicester because that game has got trap written all over it for, for both teams yeah, yeah. and for, for both yeah. teams yeah, yeah absolutely a, that is a very interesting match to, yeah. to, to watch this weekend that'll be very fun 100 percent. Um, so i've got manchester united win arsenal win everton win chelsea win which will all be done by wednesday afternoon heard 
Three hundred dollars on that for a plus two five three five. Alrighty, very good. So you'll be two hundred up in the black. Yeah, I'll get all my money back. Very good, very good. And win the season. Cool. Well, <laughs> when we get to my bet, my bet would be putting me at two hundred as well. Ooh. So let's check in this on. This is our... more exciting than the relegation battle. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, it is. Who's a shitty better is more exciting hey, than the. Uh... Well, the other thing, at least I'm putting some heart into it. Yeah. Heard. All right, let's check in on our degenerate. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Holy balls, Batman. So, with a little investigating, I have calculated I'm down $953. See what happens when you shoot it everywhere when all the teams come back, Pat? You got yourself in trouble. Um, that's with the uh, bet I made March 9th and the games that I didn't get uh, that didn't get played till June 19th and the 21st. So fuck it. Let's pull a Sammy and make a huge parlay <laughs> that won't win, but at least I'll be down to an even grand. I'll take because th- it's great how he does it because, right, it's 953 he's down. He's placing a $47 bet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everton over Leicester on a pick'em. Tottenham over Sheffield getting a half a goal and a draw in the Arsenal-Wolves game, and Bournemouth getting a goal and a half against Man U. So they can just, if they lose by a goal, he hits. And uh, That's going to be a stretch. Yep, that uh, $47 bet will pay out $1,015, or he'll just be down 1000 bucks. <laughs> Have a great week, and see you on the third. Awesome. Woo-woo. All right. Awesome. Now, let's see here. Unlike you, I hit my parlays and find myself down only a measly $43, like a normal human being who knows how to bet. Time to go back in the black with Big Sam's Lock of the Week. I'm going to be a little risky, and I'm going to do a parlay as well, but I think if it hits and it should hit, we'll pay out very nicely. Um, My tried and true system, by the way, 20% of the time. It works 100% of the time. I'm going to take Man U to uh, win at Brighton with uh, Bruno Fernandes to score in uh, at any time at plus 255, which would put me just a hair over $200. And you and I, if your bet hits, dead even in the black. Yep. I mean, neither one of your bets are going to hit, so I don't know why y'all are even talking about it. <laughs> Mine's got a better chance of hitting than his does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Come on. All right. Now, that was a great segment, but we give you more. We go to our backyard each week and chat with our fair-feathered, world-traveling chick. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Fair-feathered. All right, so Kitty finds herself at a game over 500 at 16.15, but she was not waiting for me at the fence as normal. Now, I didn't want to bring it up, but I found a gram empty bottle of vodka and a few crushed cans of Red Bull in the yard a few Uh-oh. weeks back. Uh-oh, somebody's back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, her soulmate, a.k.a. the Fox. I believe she calls him Foxy Fox, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. He's been back around, and the emotions have become too much. I mean, you saw her earlier. She was in a pissy mood. Normally she waves and says hi to you, but she was ignoring all of us. Now, Kitty has become broody. Oh, no. She's closed in in the hen box and is refusing to come out. Uh, I offered her Everton hosting Lester with no response from her. So I'm just going to assume she's picking a draw. Fair enough. She's not even answering. No. And you know what? Shame on the Fox. He's trying to get his 100th career Premier League goal, and he's trying to get off the snide and score some goals again. And what does he do? Comes crawling into our backyard to hit up Kitty again. Just fucking with her emotions, man. Well, Kitty just wants to be loved. Yeah. I think Kitty just wants to be on her period in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is um, <laughs> definitely a hormonal broody chicken, uh, but she still would like to remind everybody to both gamble legally and responsibly. So... We haven't played for a very long time, but Drunkard United is back. Yes. With a 6-3 to three victory. The only win of the season. Yes. <laughs> um, we played uh, a couple of our friends, uh, African United, our boy Raf. Yeah. Um, they were short-staffed. 
uh, on that team. Um, my brother said <laughs> I didn't play. My no. brother said <laughs> still not ready. My brother said that we um, actually were pretty dominant from the off. Uh, he scored four. Uh, Josh had one, and Pat had one. Nice. Yeah, for a six-three win, and uh, said they led the whole whole uh, whole match, and um, it was a great to come back to. So uh, I think I am going to play tomorrow night. I haven't. Eh, I'll think about it. Oh. Well, tonight through the magic of radio. Yeah. Sub, your, sub a lot. What are your thoughts, yeah. Coach? Oh, I ain't going nowhere near that place yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't decided yet. I'm debating. Uh, a friend of ours, I don't want to call him out, uh, but he used to maybe be around Soccer Dome quite a bit and said that it wasn't clean before all of this. What yeah. makes us think it's going to be clean after all of this? <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's exactly right. So, yeah, we'll see. Um but uh, great, great to come back to a win, um, even if I wasn't there. Good to see the boys uh, stretch their legs a bit and get out and do something. Yep. So uh, let's go ahead and check in on uh, FK Slutsk, our favorite Belarusian Premier League team. Our uh, friend of the show, Vitaly Trebilia, did start this, uh, this week on Friday. Uh, played a pretty decent match. Uh, looked good back there. Sl- Slutsk shot out to a very early lead. Uh, got the uh, went ahead one nothing in about the uh, 16th, 17th minute. Right. Unfortunately, a wonder goal. Like, I mean, floater that hit the top of the underside of the bar and didn't go back into the net. It hit like the backside of the bar and net. Uh, like, boom, boom. Like, real. I mean, like, just upper 90s floated it right over top of the keeper who looked like he was doggy paddling trying to get up to it. Right. You know, like, I mean... <laughs> doggy paddling. Well, you know that one where you go to dive and your other arm's going... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm going to wave in the air. I'm going to get faster. I'm going to get higher. I mean... <laughs> trying to extend the jump a little bit. Just yeah. just nasty. And then, unfortunately, the keeper on a fast break at the end of the... in the second half wasn't able to collect a ball and the rebound popped out and the guy just popped it in. So, find themselves... Uh, Losing two to one and yet another defeat. I think this is now of their last nine. They have three draws and six losses, and I believe this is now five losses in a row for them. So, having a hard time. Now, important thing to note: <clears throat> last week I was talking about sex bees. I've um, <laughs> I've researched this a little bit more. It's actually for the uh, betting company that is involved in sponsoring uh, FK Slutsk, and they're actually sex rabbits. They're 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 sex rabbits, so they got bunny heads on. So because that makes a difference. Yeah, but yeah, they're definitely. I mean, I sent you the video. You saw they're just like yep, hot girls and leotards with like yellow garters. And well, we don't know if they're hot. They have nice bodies, right? Okay, but, but they, uh, very they have fit, like very fit women. Yeah, and then wearing like these kind of like three dimensional weird so do ass you remember, fucking rabbit heads. Do you remember the Da Vinci Code? Uh, yes. Do you remember the pagan rituals that um the grandfather was doing? Uh huh. That's the bunny head that it reminds me of. That's just fucking wrong. Yeah, it's Midsummer very strange. Kind of stuff. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I don't get it. Uh, we think we kind of tried to dissect it. We think it is rabbit because rabbit's foot. Lucky yeah. for betting, right? And be honest, mostly men are the ones partaking in that activity, especially betting on sports uh, in general. Um, and they've used very attractive women, combined it f- with. A lucky in the Eastern animal. European accent, being like, you know, men like men like bet, men like sex, women, rabbit lucky, make sex rabbit. <laughs> you know, like I well, haven't you ever heard the idiom "fucking like bunnies"? <coughs> Very true. Yeah, I mean, also that was just true. a quicker road, like right there. I did also it in three true. words. Very true. So, um, so yeah, I I think the sex rabbit was born they, uh, they off have, the back of that. Yep, they have sex rabbit mascots. Yep, makes me love them even more. Yeah. I I would like to use that company to bet with. I kind of want to make that the title of the show. Sex How rabbits? many people would listen to the show just because we titled it "Sex Rabbit"? Yeah, okay, a lot. No, yeah. yeah, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, Sammy, any parting words? Uh, yeah, just real quick, we have some very uh, interesting news here. Um, uh, quickly on the FA Cup, you have Arsenal uh, beating Sheffield United, Manchester City beating Newcastle. They will meet in one semifinal. Um, excuse me, and then in the other one, uh, Manchester United beat Norwich, and um, Chelsea beat Leicester. Leicester, yeah, it was uh, Ross Barkley goal. Yep. Um, so they will meet in the other semifinal. Which Green crayons are tasty. 
Yeah, is a very unfortunate draw for Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, although I really wouldn't want to play United either at this moment, the way we're playing. So we'll, we'll see how those go. Uh, also, League Two is decided. Um, Northampton Town is the playoff winner. Um, won 4-0. Shaq's Cobblers, 4-0 yep. winner today. That's right. Um, so they will be promoted to League One, along with Plymouth Argyle, Crew Alexandra, and Swindon Town going up as champions as well. There you go. Um, Which in- explains why um, we were we were getting all fussy about Tranmere going down. Apparently in League One, it's the bottom four teams that go down, and Tranmere was, in fact, one of the bottom four yep. teams, even with Bury being uh, in administration and folded. The League One playoffs uh, take place this weekend. Mm-hmm. So you have Pompey taking on Oxford uh, and Wickham taking on Fleetwood Town. Interesting. <clears throat> Pompey and Fleetwood are the two teams that we saw play. Absolutely. Uh, when we were uh, at uh, Fratton Park. so Totally rooting for Pompey. So Love am I. to see Pompey. Yep, so am I. Um, it would be nice to see them go up. Although those 60 rabid Fleetwood fans that made the long <laughs> journey down to the South Coast. 60, it was six. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give them some, maybe 16. Give them yeah, some credit. One many. Um, it'd be nice to see them get to the final against Pompey. There were more um, of us neutrals sitting in the section than there were them sitting in the section. Yeah. Also, uh, fuck Wickham because they don't deserve to be there. Yeah. And that's the only team I'm actively rooting for because they're the team at 59 against. points. Yeah. Against 59 points sitting in third and jumped everybody and kept Petersborough, who deserved to be there, and Sunderland, who deserved to be there, out of yep. the playoffs. Because remember, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they decided to do a points-per-game average uh, to close the season out, and because they had played less games, <laughs> they had a higher average, even though they had secured less points Yep. Um, than the others, which is fucking ridiculous. All right, kids. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Sorry we ran a little long, but there's a lot of games to talk about, and... We, you know, as you know, with us as a show, we want to make sure we're covering every game and giving every team their just due. And we're going to do that again next week when we cover fucking 16 games. Yep. You know? So it just is um, what it is. Yep. We, you know, we, we're, we like, we're here for you guys. We like to try to keep it under an hour, but we're also not going to not talk about all the clubs and all the games. Come so. on, you're producing content and you have been this whole time. So I say kudos to the two of you. That's oh, right. You. And you can also find the extra content we produce at www.patreon.com <laughs> backslash TV football show. Uh, <laughs> um, which again, thank you to, uh, to Dave who signed up last week and then Chris who signed up this week. It's, Absolutely. Uh, it's awesome gentlemen. Really appreciate the support. All and, the cool uh, kids are doing it. That's it. Hope you enjoy uh, everything that we put out. And uh, quick shout out to uh, one producer, Mel, who uh, recently has been doing a really kick-ass job. We 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 bust her balls, but you know the reason why we are got, you dying? No, the reason why we got <laughs> Vitaly Trebilia was because Melissa got it done. Yep. Every week, and there was just an um that is going to get cut out. And why is that um going to get cut out? Because Melissa every single week sits there and cuts out the 200 ums, ahs, and so's that we say in a, ga- in, a, in a show to make sure that we sound perfect. Bust her balls a lot. Give her a hard time. Tell her hit the fucking mute button and all that good stuff, which, by the way, don't even bother fucking responding. Hit the fucking mute button already. But just a lot of love and appreciation to all the hard work that uh, producer Mel puts in. She doesn't get credit for it enough. And although I am the tyrant, I do know how to uh, show appreciation to the people here on the show. So little yeah. shout out to producer Mel as Thanks, we uh, Mel. head out. I do it all for the beer Graham brings me. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, I, I just had a thought. I, I think you started doing this because it guarantees you a block of time where you're under headphones and guaranteed that he'll leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, she can lock herself back here in yeah. the room and right. get fresh air. Oh, right. Exactly, right. yeah. It only took me two hours to edit the show this week. All right. <laughs> next, next up is injury time. Sam already told you how to check it out. So until next week, everybody. Good night. Sam, 
Fucking new button!